We shall go on to the end. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in you. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 36 of The Art of Surrender and today I am joined by Bethany and her coach who's sitting in on the podcast, Jake O'Driscoll from Essence Jiu-Jitsu. We've been having an argument over whose name comes first <laughs> in this conversation and now from Bethany has to find a new gym. <laughs> but from, from, my, from my perspective, it's your podcast, Beth, so Jake can take a back seat and he can be second for once in his life. There we go. How does that sound? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I feel so important. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Um, what are we, Wednesday? We just did, what, what, what was today's, just open mat? Yeah, just open mat. We, we get a few guys from different gyms come down on a Wednesday, uh, just get some nogi rounds in and, and start the morning off pretty pretty nice. Yeah, and we had, what, a couple of purple belts and black belts pretty much? Yeah, you were the only blue belt, man. So we had uh, four black belts. One, two, three, four purple belts, and then you were the yeah. sole blue belt, man. Yeah, so. I, know, I noticed it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I noticed it. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, it can be good. It, like Wednesdays, they can be hit and miss, man, depending on what people got on and, and things like that. But a day like today, like you get some some quality rounds in. So. Yeah, some good sweat. Hey, what did you yeah. say your whoop, whoop strap said? Uh, it was twenty-two or three minutes at eighty percent max heart rate. Yeah. So pretty decent for the. The duration. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure mine would have been something like that. I haven't. Well, it hasn't popped up yet. Anyway, Beth, how are you? Oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> exhausted. How'd you go? Yeah, pretty good. I haven't normally do the Wednesday rounds because I work, so I haven't rolled with some of the crew that came in today. But yeah, it's been a tough week already with the Shark Tank on Monday, hard rounds on yesterday and this morning. So my body's feeling it already. <laughs> time, time to rest, eh? Yeah. Um, you guys, how'd you guys go over Christmas and everything? Did you close up? What was, what did it look like here over the, over the break? Yeah, we, we, we closed for classes because no one really comes to classes, and I had my daughter for that period, um, so I don't want to bring her in for teach three people, you know. So, but we just had open match during the day. Usually they're not very successful, but this this period they were. We had so uh, at least twelve to fifteen, sixteen on the mat every open mat and we had pretty one pretty much every day bar Christmas mm. and New Year and the days we don't usually open so uh, yeah it worked out really well so we got consistent training through but uh, we, we train together all the time anyway so if even if there wasn't something on we would get in and do five or six rounds so how, how do you speak of training together all the time I noticed like just chatting and stuff you guys are constantly taking the piss out of each other yeah. no it's him taking the piss out of me and me copying all of the what he likes to say banter i call it bullying there's no bullying in this gym i call it pick on batman no we, we do we do uh pick it depends on, on the day to be honest like <laughs> yes it does <laughs> It does. Like it does depend on the day. Like we're best like we're best friends inside, outside of the gym. We hang out all the time. So uh, it really just does depend on the day. Some days like uh, if one of us is it's cranky at the other one, the tempo can pick up and then someone will do something and it'll you know, we'll both have to sit there and calm down a little bit. But then other days opposite sides of the gym yeah, is like, but other days we get, we get really good training. Like obviously from a technical standpoint, it's really good for her 
to work with someone that's a bit bigger than her, but isn't gonna isn't gonna hurt her. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it depends on the day, man. How how do you go managing like friendship and um, training and things like that? No, it's fine. Like obviously. As you said, with technique, like the level's very different. Yeah. So sometimes I can be pretty sensitive. So if like I'm having a tough day and then he just smashes me, I, I just suck. <laughs> and then we have to be like, it's just jiu-jitsu, relax. Yeah. 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 In terms of friendship though, like there's never been an issue. Like we, we do have a friendship outside the gym, but inside the gym there's definitely, I've never had an issue with her like trying to take our friendship to not manipulate a situation, but to get preference or et cetera. She's always really, she's one of the coaches here. She, she takes the, I mean, she'll talk about it in a minute, yeah. I'm sure, but she takes the women, she takes the kids, she fills in for uh, normal classes, coaching normal classes if I can't do it or, or one of the other coaches can't. So there's never been an issue uh, in that regard. Mm. It's more than, it, it, it's more if it's just me and her, then we, we, we'll suck at each other and stuff. But, <laughs> but it's never anything that like doesn't get solved as soon as we've had a shower and calmed down, but... Yeah. It's the sweat, it's toxic. Yeah. <laughs> so, let me guess, is it both single? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, you gotta suck at someone, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't have projected onto me. Yeah, <laughs> if you had a boyfriend, you probably wouldn't be sucking at Jay. Yeah. yeah, you probably wouldn't yeah, be sucking at Yeah, probably right, yeah. yeah. You've caught the worst of it, that's okay. So, how, we've obviously spoken quite a bit about, well, your story in, like, in the last podcast. Yep. So, if you, ha- if, guys, if you haven't heard that, you can flick back through, look up Jake O'Driscoll. I can't remember what episode number it is, but it wasn't too long ago. You can check that out. I'm sure we'll hear more in the next hour or so. Yep. Um, but Beth, how did you initially get involved in martial arts or jiu-jitsu? Like, where did it start? Yeah, cool. So uh, when I was younger, I always wanted to do boxing. Yeah. Um, always. And my dad's like a pacifist, so he's like, no, do gymnastics. Yeah. Like, he grew up doing gymnastics. He was like, do gymnastics, do gymnastics. And then I think I got to 18 at that age. I was like got home one day, I was like, Dad, guess what? I signed up to a boxing club, like, there's nothing you can do about it. He was like, ah, fuck. (laughs) Um, So I did boxing for two years at the MMA clinic. Yeah. Um, Just nothing competitive, just wanted to blow off some steam. Just learn. Just, yeah, for sure. I was always something I was interested in, but I never had it in my head that I was gonna take it to any sort of career path or anything. Um, and then I didn't like, one day I was just like, I don't like being punched in the face. (laughs) So um, one of my mates there, Ryan, was the, coach for jiu-jitsu he's like oh come try a class and I was like no that looks stupid (laughs) I just always watch him on the floor I was like no um but no tried one day and then like don't think I did boxing again after that yeah okay and then I was just but I was doing again it was just a hobby it was just something to look forward to learn something new again never had it in my head that I would pursue it yeah as any sort of career um and then I started doing the advanced classes that Jake and Ed were coaching and like I went from doing once a week to twice a week like without even thinking about it yeah and then obviously Jake got Essence over and again it was still just a casual thing and I came over to Essence and I was just on a casual membership and he kept being like sign up sign up but in my head I was just like I'm not committing to this this is just fun and then I signed up and I went from going once twice a week to like six days a week and yeah. didn't stop from it happens there. like that doesn't it, it? Ju- yeah, it does it really does I look back I'm like what it's been like three and a half years how long's Essence two years and then yeah. I was at the clinic for like a year and a half so yeah about that yeah, yeah. so three three and a half years and so how long have like, you been training for yeah yeah, it's phenom it's, yeah phenom yeah she's got 
good technical ability. If she does, I roll with her. Okay, no, you can, no one like can see his face now, but if you see his face, it's like that was really hard for him to admit. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a video no, of that. I've, I've, I've been on record saying many times that in terms of her, her technique and her skill progression, Come in, she, coming closer. She's, she's probably the most technical in the gym, especially at the level that she's at. But at the same time, like, it's one of those things that that get, it merits you nothing. Mm. Like if she was to stop today, it means nothing. Mm. So although she might be the most technical in the gym or has the ability to be a high level at some point, if she was to, if she was to stop today, it, it means nothing. So uh, we're very much like that in this gym. I'm very much like that with my competitors. It's very much uh, like, so what, now what? Okay, mm. even when we win something or lose something or whatever it is, it's even if it's a really big thing, cool, take your day, celebrate, be mm. proud of it. Never not be proud of it. But if you want to reach that next level, then what's next? It's always what's next. Mm. So uh, we get that a lot in here. I try, I separate it from the like the hobbyists and the casuals and stuff to the competitors. I never treat the hobbyists like that. But if you if you've got aspirations to do stuff like like Bam Bam does and win tournaments and she's got a super fight coming up and she's starting to get these opportunities, then I haven't I give no quarter. So whether mm. that's physical or mental, like I'm on them all the time. But that's how I was brought up. Yeah. So that's what my coaches were like. You know, that's Ed was in here today, and you know the rounds were, were really hard rounds and really good rounds. He still picked out you know three things that like you're lacking in this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So instead of going, oh, hey, you did this really well, it's like, no, you need to fix this. And I respond better than that. That's I, I feel how I coach better as well when I can. I find it easier to coach competitors than I do like casuals. What What, what do you reckon the difference is between the two? from coaching? Oh, just like the passion for it. You yeah. know, like casuals will come in and they just want to have a warm, like they just want to see their mates, they just want to uh, get a good workout in, they just want to have a bit of fun. Social yeah, exactly. Aspect. Yeah, which I, which I love as mm. well. But for me, like I obsess about this stuff. Mm. Like I am, I'm like that. So uh, she's been in my house before, she'll see, I'll go home, I'll now watch jiu-jitsu. I'll come back and do night class and then I'll watch more jiu-jitsu. And yeah. it's constant for me. So for me, I, I found it hard to, uh, to understand why people weren't like that at first, like why people don't like it as you much still, as I do. Yeah, I still do sometimes. Yeah, I still, yeah, of course, everyone has their things, but uh, I'm getting better at it. I think the hardest thing is, is walking through the door. Mm. I think that's harder than anything, especially with a sport like Jiu-Jitsu, it's constant contact, you know? If you go to the, your local Jets, you can, you can hang by yourself, put your headphones in and not socialize, you know? Whereas Jiu-Jitsu, you, you can't do that. So uh, even for you, like you came to Essence, and we we're just discussing this when it cut out that you were a casual for four months, paying casual rate for four months, spending a lot of money uh, before you signed up and, and committed yeah. to full-time membership. Yeah. But yeah, as I was going to say, is that it wasn't the money factor for me. It was the mentality of what jiu-jitsu was. Mm. I was still finding my feet in the field and like, Again, as you were mentioning, people, you look at it as an outsider and you're like, I have no idea what they're doing. Like, it's just two people rolling around on the ground. Ground karate, as some people say. <laughs> um, but I, I can remember that very vividly going through the clinic and like the first room was the jiu-jitsu room and then the second room was, you know, MMA and boxing. So I always walk past it and I would always have that thought of like, what the they doing like I and in the gi, gi to me was like part of karate you yeah know? and that's not me putting it down it was like genuinely not knowing yeah yeah, um, yeah yeah and that's what I find but on the other hand I I'll go out to 
parties and stuff and then people be like, oh, I always watch your stories. Like, it looks so cool. It looks so cool. So, like, they also don't know what it is. So there's the interest in some people and then the others who don't have an interest in being like, that looks weird. Yeah. And then some people being like, don't know what it is, but that does look cool. So Did you have any reservations, other than, like, not not really knowing what it was and all those sorts yeah. of things did you have any reservations about going into a sport that's like dominated by males the, and the, you being like a lighter female yeah for sure we jake and i jake put me on his podcast during covid and i mentioned that um there was a long time where and, and in the clinic i wasn't the only girl mm. but obviously the ratio is huge men to females sure. and um same in essence there was definitely a point where i was the only girl for a time being, mm. but it never clicked to me. Like that was never an issue. I didn't walk in the gym and be like, oh, I'm gonna be the only girl. Like mm. I didn't even notice. Um, I think that's more growing up. I, I never had that um, intimidation factor with men. Like I just, like, I'm yeah. a confident person. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so, but I do know, and we spoke about this because I did a seven week self-defense course and the amount of interest that that picked up just using the word self-defense compared to jiu-jitsu was crazy. Like, and we, we spoke about this this morning. Jake was saying how um, just those two words, the unbeknown to some people, like females think self-defense, great, I need to know how to defend myself. Mm. Not knowing that jiu-jitsu is basically the same thing. Like, obviously. It's competitive. Context. context. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, for sure. The but context of the, the jiu-jitsu determines whether it's sport or self-defense. Mm. 100%, right. 100%. And in the self-defense that I was doing, it was self-defense using the fundamentals of jiu-jitsu. Mm. So they were getting like the best of both worlds. So I would always emphasize, hey, you can do this in the self-defense situation. Bear in mind, this is something we also do in jiu-jitsu. So mm. they were getting that, oh, okay. Hopefully it would click. And then some of them ended up signing up for the women's classes that I do anyway, so right, there you go. Success. So how, how, did, how, how do you go about choosing someone to be a coach in your gym or to even get, so you're the coach of the females or the female classes, yeah, right? Yeah, kids and females. The yeah. big, big dog female in the gym? Yeah, yeah. they're savage. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Bamam actually, like I, uh, so I, this is my, it's only me involved in the gym, so I do all the back end, all the accounts, etc. but uh, I handballed the whole women's program onto her. So not just coaching. So she deals with their membership. She deals with uh, anything to do with, with them. And she's done like a, a really good job with that. But it grew over time. So uh, Sam was probably my first. Oh, well, I have Chris and Simon. Simon's my first black belt. Chris is my brown belt. But they, Simon's FIFO and Chris has, uh, can only get here during the day. So they were like, they would take coach uh, classes when they could. Um, but I grew up with them. We did you know, pretty much our whole journey together. Yeah. So I, I knew... I remember, them, I remember yeah. you saying that, yeah. Uh, whereas Sam was kind of like a, my first guy where I took from white belt to a, a pretty high level uh, purple belt now. Uh, but he just loves coaching. He asked, oh, hey man, I want to start taking some classes. And then we just trialled it. Hey, do this, do this. And now he takes three or four classes a week. So with Bam Bam, it was very similar. It would just be like, hey, I can't come today. Can you take the class? And she'd get super nervous at first. Mm. And then when I wanted her to take the women's program, we kind of just uh, took it slow. So I would still be here coaching. And then I'd let her add some details to what I was already teaching. Or I would teach one technique, she would teach two. And then eventually it just got to a point where she was more comfortable and uh, she had more confidence. I think... Mm. Didn't take long. No, it didn't take long. I think the biggest thing, especially when you're transitioning from just doing jiu-jitsu to coaching is having the confidence in 
what you're doing. So I could teach you a guillotine, right? You've trained with 20 black belts. They could teach you it 20 different ways. Mm. That doesn't mean the way I'm teaching you is wrong mm. or it's silly. Of course there is some crap out there, but I have confidence that what I'm showing mm. will work. So when you first transition from being just a practitioner to a coach, now you're coaching people that you're usually training with and you need to have that confidence that Yes, they do respect what I'm teaching and they do uh, understand and stuff well, and like that. And you believe in yourself as well. Exactly, yeah. And I think that was a big thing for her to overcome. And it's something we work on daily, not just her, it's myself as well, just mental uh, ability, our confidence and things like that. But that's where having a good training environment comes in. You know, is, we, is that something you experienced yourself when you first started teaching? Yeah, I, I started teaching at uh, Blue-ish, but definitely full-time at Purple. And I actually stopped. Yeah. So it was too much for me. And I'll be the first to admit that. Uh, my coaches left at the time. They left to do, went to Abu Dhabi and or Dubai, sorry, and they put me in charge at Pearl Belt to teach it full time. And I was just, when you're a coach, especially a full time coach, and any coach will tell you this, you're not just teaching jiu jitsu. You're practically a counselor. Yeah, yeah. Especially with me, I'm so sneaky. Yeah, but you don't switch off. Like people don't. Uh, they'll message me at 11 o'clock at night or during the day or. They'll call me and stuff when I'm with Ava and, hey, this is the issue, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's not just the jiu-jitsu technique. So at yeah. that time, I was about her age, 23-ish, I think, around there. I couldn't handle it. People were asking me about their wives. They were asking me about stuff I didn't know or didn't want to know. Yeah. So I was like, I can't do it. And that led to a falling out with the, unfortunately, the guys I was out with at the time were all good now. But it can be too much pressure, mm. you know. And it was one of those things I was wanting to be selfish. It, it was taking away from my ability to compete. It was taking away from my ability to focus on myself. I didn't have a family at that time, but uh, if I did, it would have been even worse, I think, you know, because it would have taken time away from them. So yeah. it's one of those things that in this gym as well, we don't, I don't take it lightly, you know. She's, I'm, I'm pretty hard on her, like, wear your uniform, make sure you're here on time, the mats need to be mopped afterwards. Like, it's not just, hey, go and hang out with your mates kind of thing. And, yeah. Sam, and Sam's the same. So when you coach, and every gym's different, everyone can have their own way, but when you coach in here, like you, we take it seriously, you know what I mean? So same thing, we'll laugh and joke all the time, but you've seen me, have you seen me coach class before? Yeah. yeah, as soon as it's time to go, it's time to go. Yeah. That's it, there's no, you know, and then afterwards, love it, love people hanging around, banter, having fun and stuff like that, but during it's, it's going. Here to learn. Yeah. 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 What, what was the what was that like for you starting out teaching? Nervous as in what? Just yeah. just didn't have the belief in yourself. Didn't know uh, if you're ready. What was it? So as well, I I my whole life I've taught kids, yeah. kids gymnastics. So I'm I'm great with kids, but you can't talk to adults like they're children. It's very condescending, <laughs> and they don't they don't like it. They don't respect you. So I think it was that transition of one. Um, I don't know, back in school, like when you would try and help your friend with like a maths or science or something, yeah. and you can only teach them if you know it, if you understand it. Mm. And then once you, I don't know if you guys know like the percentage of this, but they say things like, um, if you read something, you remember such and such percentage of it, but if you speak it and say it, you remember a higher percentage. And if you teach it, yeah. you, re you remember it even more. Um, so that's the same with jujitsu. I found that when I started the women's class and he would be there watching over me, it was that nerve-wracking state of like, oh, am I doing it right? Is, is Jake judging my teaching? Are they judging my teaching? Is it yeah. good enough? Um, is what I'm saying even correct? Am I just telling them 
wrong stuff, like, you know, and your voice would shake. Um, but then I got into a rhythm of like, no, I, I do this all the time. Like my job is teaching just yeah. because the, the age bracket's different. What I'm teaching is, is the same. So um, yeah, I found my feet and I love it. And I find that I progressed more in my jiu-jitsu now that I've been teaching it because I'm understanding like, oh yeah, like I do do this and oh, I can add on to this and oh, I can teach that next week and, and oh, I just taught that two weeks ago and I'm doing it. Like, so it was just mm. like continual clicking of, I don't know, am I talking really fast? I've got ADHD. No, you're fine. Things tick open my brain really fast. Did, did, it, did it teaching force you to like sort of study yourself more as well? Yeah, and for then sure. I found you learn, you learn that way, but then you express it to other people so yeah. that it sinks in. So yeah. Jake always goes on about how everyone has their own style. And I realized that, oh, I'm not really teaching basic jiu-jitsu I'm teaching my style mm. so even though and then obviously as Jake's my coach it would be like um, a progression of his style does that sort of make sense mm -hmm. yeah so it's sort of like being passed down but obviously I'm smaller than Jake I'm more flexible than Jake I'm mm. you know so I use my own characteristics in what he's taught me and then I'm passing it on to them and then I think being a female like body types for females you know, they learn different, we learn, they, ha ha we learn differently, or like, um, things just, our body moves differently, so yeah, like, yeah, did, yeah, and you, you were saying at the very start, your dad got you into gymnastics, yeah, how long did you do that for? Oh, my whole, so, I never did competitive gym, um, definitely got tried to get dragged into it, my yeah. dad was very much, no, um, but yeah, so my parents own Jungle Gym, which is just oh, like... Oh, Willerton. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's family business. So I grew up in there, so it was sort of like um, gymnastics, but it was like show gymnastics. So we always doing teaching. Yeah, like and, tri trios and stuff, right? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, because um, we were just a family, um, we to get people in the door, it was like entertainment gymnastics. Right. So um, we would put on shows that would get people to come back. Does that make sense? Anyway, um, so the gym definitely helped in body movement, muscle, muscle memory. Yeah, um, that's, that's where I was going when I asked that question. Yeah. So you were talking to your dad about wanting to do boxing, but I guarantee you now the gymnastics you did plays a role oh, in your ability 100%. to pick this up quickly. Mm. I so think, like body awareness and Yeah, like gymnastics that. is like a fundamental sport for all yeah. sports, personally, there you go, so. I think. Shout, think, out, shout out to your dad, right? Shout, yeah, yeah, dad. <laughs> I don't reckon. I love you. <laughs> it would say three and a half, four years of jiu-jitsu. If you didn't have that gymnastics background, it probably wouldn't yeah, be that quick. Yeah, for sure. And there's also the factor of, like, I've done heaps of sports. Like, you just grow up and mm. you, I was very privileged in being able to try the sports that I wanted to try, athletics, basketball, netball, all of it. And jiu-jitsu was the only one that I was like... I love this. Mm. Like, I liked everything else, but I love this. On the, on the other side of that, though, and she probably won't talk about it, but I'll bring it up, is, she, yeah, she's quite athletic, and she did the gymnastics, but she's, and I'm, again, giving another compliment. Oh, this is the only two you get for the rest of the year. <laughs> oh, is it recording? Is she's, it recording? <laughs> she's actually, good, good, she's good. actually quite uh, intelligent. So, no common sense, but she, <laughs> she's quite intelligent. So... What I'm trying to get at is, you study chemistry or what do you study at uni? Uh, I did molecular genetics and biotechnology and then I did an anatomy degree. And now I'm doing chemistry. So she's quite intelligent. So, but what I'm trying to say is, if you gave me both, a really, really athletic person who's dumb as bricks yeah. or someone who's not athletic but is highly intelligent and you tell me which one would progress in Jiu Jitsu faster, 
I always would pick the one that's more intelligent because although she's athletic and she can do moves faster than other girls maybe because of that athleticism, if she can't retain the knowledge, it means nothing. Mm. If she can't understand the way it's being taught or the mechanics of the move, it means nothing. Mm. So for her, like the gymnastics definitely help with body awareness and, and things like that, but it's her ability to understand what she's being taught that makes her progress a lot faster. So, yeah, I think that's, that plays a big help too. So she had both sides of the, the coin there. I'm perfect. I can't believe that's yeah, just as soon as you been turn said. The, as soon as you turn the mic off, I'm going to rip shreds off. As soon as you start Moi kicking me, Moi Thai kicking me. Yeah. I bought him a pair of Moi Thai shorts just because I'm such a nice friend. And then he put them, were they Muay Thai shorts? No, no. they were just, sh just oh, short engaged shorts, shorts yeah, just but short they shorts. looked like Muay Thai shorts. And to say thank you, he came up and just started leg kicking me. <laughs> I had like bruises on my legs. Well, he's assuming- You might want to cut that out, that's he's mean. He's assuming the role of what you did, <laughs> right? He's making sure they work. Muay Thai shorts, you're gonna start doing leg kicks. <laughs> I, I had to work them in. <laughs> no, Sam, Sam, see. Oh, shit. What were you talking about? Jiu-jitsu, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I got a compliment. <laughs> so what? Thank did you. you. Were you involved in or interested in competing straight away? No. Um, when I was a white belt, especially at the clinic. Again, when I was at the clinic, 100% just a hobby. Mm. Blah blah blah. When I came to Essence, it wasn't until I realised that I was like, when I started picking stuff up, and then Jake was like, you should compete, and he didn't push me to do it. He was just like, hey, you should do this comp. And I did the comp, and. It was so hard, but I won. And it was that feeling of, I think it was as soon as like my hand got lifted, it sounds so cringy, um, hand got lifted, I was like, oh, I can, I can do something with this. Like, yeah. this could be a career. <laughs> That's what arrogant to say as a white belt. <laughs> is it, is that, when you say you've said career a bunch of times, is that to, already, is that because this is what you want to do? Uh, I've, this um, past few months, um, I've spent a lot of time talking to myself in that what do I want to do, what are my goals and jiu-jitsu is 100% a big goal for me. Mm. Family don't quite understand it so they're a little bit like what are you doing with your life? <laughs> um, but yeah jiu-jitsu, I want to join the fire brigade and yeah I want to finish my chem degree and that's sort of my yeah. three long long term goals. And, and see, where, see where it goes and where you end up. Yeah, yeah for sure. Why the fire brigade? Um, I, I, I've always got this uh, I've always want to help people, like mm. whether it's det detrimental to me or not. Like I, I want other people to be happy, and I want to help. And fire brigade caught my eye, and I've just been, like I'm not putting my application in, and being like I want to be in tomorrow. Mm. But that's my, like I'm gonna do what I want to do now, do jiu-jitsu. But at the end of the day, that's that's it. Yeah, you want to do like yeah. a, v a volunteer fire no, no, like, initially, or um, no? I want to jump straight in. Just jump straight, jump in. straight in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The sure. application process for that's very intense, eh? Sure is. I, uh, I'm very lucky in that I've got a lot of hands in the door already. Mm. It's not who, not what you know, not it's who you know. Yeah. Um. So, and Jake's been extremely helpful in saying that he'd offer to help me with anything that I need to do. My one fault at the moment. No one's allowed to judge me for this. I don't have my manual license. But that's a goal for this year, 2021 goal. It's written down. I did write it. He always says if you write it down, you're more, um, what's the word? More uh, willing to. Uh, no, you're more, starts with A. Applicable, appliable. Uh, help me, I look <laughs> stupid. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, if you write down your goals, then you have to comply with it. What's the word? 
Accountability. Accountable. You're yeah. more accountable to pursue your goal. <laughs> she's doing, she's doing a, a Ken degree, not English. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I, 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 if you listen back, I said she's extremely intelligent, no common sense. Yeah. A, I do a, have common sense. There is a huge difference. If she, when, when we hang out and I have Ava there, Ava has ten times more common sense <laughs> than her man. Oh, stop it. And for, and for the listeners at home, how old is Ava? Four and a half. <laughs> She's, she's actually really smart. No, no, don't take that away from her. Ava is extremely intelligent. Yeah. She is a very smart four-year-old. So what, what's it, let me ask you, what's it like teaching the young girls? Obviously, Ava's got a mum at home, but she comes mm-hmm. to the gym and, and like you're the teacher here. And what, what's it like teaching a four-year-old girl jiu-jitsu? Um, they're so funny. They are, that's what I lo- I think that's what I love most about my kids' classes is watching watching the kids and watching how they interact with each other and watching their reactions to things and their answers to questions. They are so funny. And it's not like a comedy show, yeah. but uh, I think that just sort of brings a good vibe to, to Jiu-Jitsu. If I didn't like kids, then it would be completely different. I'd be like, do this technique, do, do that. Okay, go home. Like, you need do you know patience, what I mean? right? I, yeah, and with kids. not to toot my own horn, but I think I do have a lot of patience for kids because yeah. They're four, they're three, they're five. They're not yeah. on the same age level. Like, so you've got to be patient. And they are willing to learn if you can get their interest. So you have to find that fine line with having fun and control. Mm. And at my jungle gym, um, I found that line quite perfectly. Here, I will be the first to say I struggle a little bit in that I'm probably not firm enough because if I, I have this weird fear of if I'm too firm with a kid and then they hate it and they don't want to come back and then Jake loses a member, I feel like that's my fault. Mm. And it's not me losing a member, it's, it's this is Jake's livelihood, like mm. it's his gym. Understood. So then I have that, in, and he says all the time, no, don't worry, don't worry, we don't want people that can't handle some discipline, you know, but it, it doesn't change that for me because I'm like, I will feel it's, guilty. It's, it's more like it's her kids' program, so she's creating the structure and she's creating the content and she's creating everything that these kids do. So I have full confidence in her that if, like, I've seen her teach kids. She's amazing at teaching kids. So it doesn't bother me if a parent decides their kid wants to do something else. You mm. know, like that's what kids. That's what happens with yeah, kids. It's, yeah. it's, it's like every second week, it's a new thing. It's one of those things, yeah. like. It's, it's, I get it, it's hard for her because, you know, like she said, I'm losing, but I don't see it that way. I don't see like I'm losing money or I'm mm. losing a member. Like if there's something, if there was an issue and something happened, okay, cool, I'd step in and be like, what happened? But if it was just because the kid didn't like it anymore or they got told off for doing something they weren't supposed to do, well, that's life. Like, mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. I'm not, I'm pretty strict with Ava, like, and I, I believe her mum is as well. Like she doesn't. She's not a, like, a super naughty kid. Like, if she does something in here that she's not supposed to, I'll be the first one to, to tell her off, you know? But mm. they come around. Like, they, get, they, they learn discipline and they understand, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, speaking of discipline, that's one of the... Right, any, any martial arts academy you go to, like, when people start out, they take the kids in. Part of it is, like, discipline. discipline yeah. You see them get disciplined as well. Yeah. So I don't think parents are, you know, completely unaware that no, discipline no, is we got, part of it. No, no, we've got good parents here too, like... Yeah. We, we interact with the parents quite a bit and get them involved where, they, where we can and stuff like that. The kids' program is always just going to be an ongoing, ongoing thing. Mm. Like, it's a big priority for, for Bam Bam, um, and, she, and she loves it. Even though I have Ava and she does do Jiu Jitsu, it's not 
a huge priority for me because um, I struggle to teach kids. I struggle to get on that wavelength. Well, your passion's with adults, right? And yeah, it's out. like it's different with my own kids. Yeah, you're good with kids. For short periods of time. It's <laughs> only a 45 minute class. Yeah, but, yeah. 45 minutes too long. Yeah. Yeah. Only for a short time. I, there was a, a one term, what was it? 10 weeks, I couldn't take one of the kids' classes and he had to take over. Like with COVID, my family business really struggled. So yeah, he had to take it. And every week it was like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> it was like a, a sanity thing for him. It's, just, I think it's not so much like if that's all I had to do was teach kids classes, I think I'd be okay. Yeah. But teaching adults, teaching competitors. Oh yeah, it was big weeks. Teaching, <laughs> teaching privates, you know, sometimes I'm teaching and I'm not knocking it, I'm not sucking about it at all. I love to do it. But sometimes I'm teaching between 20 and 30 different techniques a week. Mm. It's a lot. Like it's a lot well, of... How many the, hours could you be on the mats teaching for at, at most? Like, oh... It depends, man. I'm usually on the mats two or three times a day. So yeah. each session is between an hour and two hours. So you're looking at anywhere between two to six hours, probably average a day. Um, but like I said it, previously, it doesn't stop when I hop off the mat. You mm. know? And that's okay with me because I do obsess about jiu-jitsu. But friends will message me, hey, man, I saw this. What do you think about this? Or this and this and this. So like, it's one of those things sometimes, like by Thursday, I'm usually pretty burnt out. Like Thursday gi class probably cops it the most in terms of like, mm me being just like starting to recharge <laughs> because I've already taught four days full on of jiu-jitsu. So it's difficult, you know, but mm. uh, the gym's evolved in, the, in a way that when I first started coaching, I wanted it to be very like everyone to get excited mm. and brand new techniques and stuff. And now I've gone away from that and just, it's very much just basics, fundamentals, uh, ch uh, chaining things together, linking techniques together. Like I don't care if, you don't learn anything fancy from me. You know, mm. it's, it doesn't bother me because my jiu-jitsu works and yeah. my coach's jiu-jitsu works and my student's jiu-jitsu works. So that's what matters to me. You know, it doesn't, you know, you see these Instagram clips all the time of these 10 move transitions and you saw high level jiu-jitsu today, there was black belts here. Like none of us were doing that, you know, we're, do, we're doing what works, you mm. know? So that's, that's more my, my path in here, man. I don't know, speaking of like being on the mats training all the time and feeling burnt out or sort of tired at the end of a week, I know my coach in Sydney, we, like we've talked about that and he has a podcast, he's talked about starting out coaching as a purple belt and like, you know, just thinking your passion is your living kind of thing. But like it, there are days where it feels like a job and mm. a job you don't fucking want to go to. Mm. And like, so what's any sort of advice or experience you've yeah, had that I, you could I, give to people who are kind of have the same vision of wanting to teach and yeah, things like that. I've never had that where I've been like, I don't want to go, mm. but I've definitely had days where I've been like, I'm very tired. Mm. And like, instead of being like, I'm usually, in here I'm very outgoing. We talk about this all the time. Like I have to go, not have to, yeah. But I, I'm going to Sam's partner's 30th on Friday. I don't know very many people. I'm already anxious about it because mm. I'm not great in crowds. In here I'll talk to absolutely anyone, but uh, it's just one of the, I've never dread days like that, man, but I also wake up feeling very grateful for what I have. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people. Mm. Like I'll, I have a mantra, I, I'll say to myself every morning and like I get to come in here and I get to do what I love. You know, so even those days, like today I'm extremely tired. I've done 30-ish rounds since Monday. So like I'm tired, but I know I, I can't wait to get to Wednesday night class because this person's gonna be here or that person's gonna be here and I get to help and this technique's gonna be really cool to teach. So. Uh, I think it's more about looking at the bigger picture, man. Like, I would rather be doing this and exhausted 
then yeah, working yeah. a nine to five I don't want to do and still being exhausted and just hating it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when I feel like that, when I, when I wake up and I'm super sore and I'm like, man, I don't really want to teach today. Uh, I think about that more than anything. Like, mm. well, you could be doing this and then you're like, okay, you know, you switch back on a little bit. Mm. And then also just like the, like the joy and happiness you see in other people. Seeing them succeed and them grow people, and develop. People, don't, people never see that, man. It's not something I talk about a lot, but like I love watching people roll or people pick up techniques and seeing them change and be like, you know, that I see something like that, it's more important to me than getting a new member. Because mm. I'm like, cool, this guy's getting it or this girl's getting it or they're happy, you know, or seeing Ava run around in here. She loves it in here, man. She does the warm up, she lines up and shakes hands with everyone. Like 12 months ago, she wouldn't speak to anyone. Mm. Now she's blossoming, you know, and there's outside factors that help with that but the gym also helps with that so those little things man i get really grateful for things like that mm. so it's and those happen quite often so it keeps you like pretty motivated mm. i didn't mean to put put words in john's mouth either but he's he's very much the same yeah, yeah like yeah just what else would you rather do as hard as it can be sometimes yeah you, yeah there's so much oh that's my, coach. my coach in sydney i was saying <laughs> i love that, that i he, whispered that as though the <laughs> bike wasn't gonna yeah. pick it up i was saying he might not want to um, come to work every day and it might feel like a job at times and i'm kind of probably exaggerating what he said previously but you understand the sentiment of the, the grind right yeah so yep. sometimes we all feel you know the feeling uh, so what about you? Have you felt that at all with coaching or just you're not with fresh coaching. and you're still loving it? And yeah, no, I really enjoy coaching. Um, it's that being able to pass on information. And I have one girl in here, Geordie, who almost every week she'll come up and be like, oh, I did that thing you taught on Saturday. Oh, I landed it. Oh, I got to this position three times. And the fact that she's like coming to me and being like, hey, yeah, yeah, I did yeah. this. And I'm like, that's so cool that... I'm teaching you something and not only are you retaining it, but you're excited to let me know that, hey, you, what you've taught working. worked. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and then yeah. that comes back to me and I feel like proud that, oh, awesome, I'm not talking shit every Saturday morning. Like, <laughs> it's actually working. <laughs> Just showing up, blabbing, yeah. blabbing Blab home, <laughs> Hey guys, I saw this on YouTube, let's do it. <laughs> there was definitely one time at the old gym um, where me and this guy, Liam, Liam, we were white belts and Liam had saw something on YouTube and we were like in the corner like, oh, hey, try this, try this. Liam did it to me and I was like, oh, I want to try that. And then I did it, but when I did it, he had walked over, I didn't notice, and then all I hear is, where'd you learn that? And then we were like, YouTube. <laughs> oh my God. No good? It was, no, no it was you not can, a good you technique. Pick it, you can pick it straight away. We, have, <laughs> we started doing like... It was like a go-go plata, but your hand was like on the other yeah, side. It was terrible. <laughs> We started doing like free, we were like we're so cool. <laughs> free drill time at the beginning of class, so you got like fifteen minutes to drill anything you want to drill, yeah. right? And I'll just help if you help, or most of the time I just sit there and watch. And then if people want help, they'll help. But sometimes you sit there and you're like, that guy's been on YouTube today. <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy has been sitting on YouTube all day waiting to get here to do that. But at the same time, man, like. That's Good though, it, they're it's, excited. It's, it's one of those things that it's, it's not a bad thing, man. Like we have so much uh, availability to knowledge now that it's silly not to try and utilize it all. And people find their own way of what works, what doesn't work. And, mm. you know, some people will sit back and say, oh, this is a terrible technique, right? I've heard high level black belts talk about the omoplata being a terrible technique, like never use omoplata. And mm. then you have some high level black belts that are incredibly good at omoplata. You know what I mean? So everyone's going to have their opinion on, mm. and that's all jiu-jitsu is really, is mm. our opinion on 
on certain things. I don't understand why the owner platter would be not not be a good technique if it's just a redirection of something. I think else. they were more talking about the submission in, yeah. than in terms of the control. Yeah. I believe, definitely I think the control of an omelette platter is amazing. I really like to use it against people that are bigger than me because you don't need a lot of strength and you have submission options there and you can go to a lot of different positions. But if you try and finish an omelette platter against bigger guys that are on the same technical level as you, it can be difficult. Mm. So I think, uh, I can't remember who said it, but I think they were more getting along uh, that line, okay? It might have been Jeremy Skinner, actually, that said it. Don't quote me on that. Oh, Jeremy. Yeah, don't quote me on that. <laughs> but, you know, there's some people that, you know, that will uh, not, will disapprove on certain techniques, you know? Sure. Mm. But you, get, you get that in every aspect of, of everything. Yeah, of you course. You know, like there's, there's enough for everyone to do whatever they yeah, want to yeah, do, right? Yeah, and and some people make things around. work and some people <laughs> don't. Yeah. We, we use a word in here a lot, man, it's creativity. Like I use that a lot when I'm teaching. Like I'll show you the basis of what I want you to, to do, but it's up to you to adapt it to your body and your style and where it fits in your game. Sometimes you might come in here and you might not learn anything for a month because it just doesn't suit your body type, you know, or it doesn't suit your game. And then you might come in here one day, learn one technique, I've changed your whole jiu-jitsu. Mm, you know so it's it's those things man but it's up to you i can only help you so much it's up to you to to, to do it you know mm. what about you guys have this comp coming up m16 yeah right? what's do you want to tell me a little bit about that bam bam um okay m16 january 30th i believe um over in adelaide so uh oh this is my first super fight so i don't really know how to explain it as well as jake probably does but uh what were you saying just going over to adelaide to kill someone basically yeah yeah what bring some weapons there? what is there to say no touching of the hair or face <laughs> go <laughs> Oh, I did the cackle yeah, i'm sorry you said you weren't gonna cackle. <laughs> i can't help it it's my life all right let me re <laughs> let me rephrase that question jake yeah. <laughs> So what's M16? Yeah, so M M16 is run by M16 Gym. Uh, Miles Simpson and Adam Jones are, are really developing the Adelaide Jiu-Jitsu scene over there. They've got a really, really strong gym, a lot of good competitors, and they're just putting on a, a, a day of uh, super fights. I'm not a big fan of the word super fight. I think that should be literally saved for Super fights. Yeah. Andre Gaval and Fleet Penner, that's a super fight. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Me and another black belt is not a super fight, but that's just the word we get, all right? So uh, it's just one match. Each of us have one match. So Bam Bam uh, is on the main card against Taylor Ford, who's a, uh, she's on the Olympic team, or uh, she's on the world team for the New Zealand wrestling, for wrestling. Um, it's supposed to be at the Olympics when they, when they come around. And then uh, I've got a match against Lachlan Conway, who's a, a very highly rated black belt from Adelaide. Um, so yeah, man, fly out, get the job done, and come on. What do what do what do each of you think of the opponent? Like, what 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 would you expect from them? What kind of game? So wrestling, right? So yeah, yeah. Taylor is um, obviously I've never met her in mm. person, but I've done the classic stalk of the Instagram, and oh, she looks amazing. Like her grappling, and Jake says that um, she's been wrestling for a long, long time. So um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm definitely nervous, obviously, because I, I, um, I care and I've been putting in a lot of hard work. But yeah, so wrestling, um, I know slams are allowed in this comp, so definitely been 
trying to uh, keep that in the back of my mind because I love to go for a triangle and an armbar, but yeah, yeah. don't really want to get slammed out of that. Hook that leg. I'll suck it, yeah, yeah, hook the leg or go for something else. But um, so because um, triangles and armbars are like a big part of my game. Are you expecting to be playing to... off your back with a wrestler on top? Oh, I can't tell you my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. She's super athletic. I'm sure she's, you know, uh, smart with how she grapples. Um, again, she's bigger than me. I'm only about 50 kilos. I'm trying to gain a bit of weight, if you've got some advice. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to, yeah, play on my back and, and put the hard work in now and just enjoy it on the day. Try and get the biscuits. Yeah. yeah. And what, what about you, Jake? Yeah, I don't know too much about Lachlan. Like, I know he's uh, got really good training partners. He's won Pampax at Black Belt. He's won international comps. Like, uh, he's a, he's a high-level man. Um, but I'm not too focused on him in the most respectful way. I've yeah, made yeah. that mistake a lot in the past. I'm focusing on, uh, especially if it's an individual match, like, focusing on what the other person is going to do and trying to counter that. So this whole camp has just been selfish man focus on me focus on yourself what i'm good at what i want to do uh how i want the match to go and and things like that man so uh he's a really nice guy like i, I think i've met him a, a couple times or or maybe once or twice and everybody i speak to has, has got nice things to say about him man and i think everyone in adelaide's excited for the match and there's a declan moody and bob frias uh, as the main event that's going to be fireworks man uh if you don't know who those two are uh, definitely follow them on their Instagrams or their Facebook. They're, they're world class. They're, they're really good. So the whole event's just going to be a lot of fun, man. Uh, it's really nice to see. Uh, I've been to Adelaide a couple of times for super fights. Bam Bam getting their first opportunity. Uh, it's, it, I, I love seeing like cities like Adelaide inviting grapplers from other states. You know, mm. Bob's from Queensland. Uh, he's Brazilian, but he, he resides, his gym is in Queensland. Uh, bringing people over, you know, like. Uh, it's so difficult being in WA and other WA grapplers will, will attest to that, getting these opportunities and, you know, most of the time, uh, we're lucky M16 are looking after us, but mm. most of the time you have to fly yourself over to these things or uh, even to get noticed and things like that. So mm. uh, they've only got bigger things planned. So from talking to Miles, Miles is a really good guy, man. So talking to Miles, they've got some big, big plans coming up and uh, it'll be interesting to, to see what they've got in store. The fact that you guys get to fly interstate for this sort of stuff speaks volumes of the like just the jujitsu scene in Australia mm. in general, right? Yeah, like you know, can people competing across states and things like that? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the, the direction it's going, man, which is really good. Like, we you're going to see a lot more. Hopefully, WA athletes get more opportunities. You know, like mm. I've been lucky enough to get quite a few, um, and that might rattle some cages or whatnot. But sitting here, I'm hopeful that more guys and girls get those opportunities mm. you know like i it's one of those things that the more the scene in wa grows the better it is for everybody mm. you know it's the more jiu-jitsu there's going to be there's more people involved like the more the harder the competition is going to be all these things you know so uh hopefully we get some you know will diaz just went to masters worlds and and picked up third in in his weight category man so that's a another big international win for a wa based grappler like there's a lot of good grapplers in WA mm. and they just need that. They exposure. Just need, they, yeah, they need that exposure. And if I have any words of advice for them, it's put yourself out there. They're not, people aren't, unless you are 
incredibly, incredibly good winning worlds and podiums and stuff like that. The, these promoters don't know grapplers. Mm. They you, know, you they don't know, ask, you don't get. They know who's yeah. in your face. If you get in the door once, then you're set. You yeah. know, I was lucky. My first super fight was at Boa Super 8, and that was because the promoter uh, knew one of uh, my mates, and he was like, I'm looking for a, a black belt, and he's like, cool. But then once my foot was in the door, then a promoter from Adelaide calls, then a promoter from Sydney calls, and then et cetera, et cetera. But you gotta just take that risk and put yourself out there. Mm. You know, if you see an event, send a message, hey, I wanna be on this event. If you've got the, the, the jiu-jitsu and the record to back it up, there's a good chance they'll put you on, you know? Mm. You still have to have the like the back. You still have to be good at jiu-jitsu. You know, like we we like. There's a promoter in Sydney, man. He he runs Subversion. He's a again a really nice guy. We laugh all the time, man. He gets a lot of uh, messages from white belts and blue belts, and no disrespect to them, but they want to fight black belts, and it's like, why? You know, because you see Gordon Ryan do it when he was doing it, or Gary Tone, or these guys. It's not the same thing, man. Like you got to put you got to put the hard work in. You know, I've been on the the circuit for for 10 years. I'm not the most accomplished grappler in WA by a long mile, but mm. I've definitely won a, enough to to have good matches and people want to see me compete. To be competitive yeah. and, and for them to be a, an opponent that's worthy of competing against exactly, someone Exactly, you level. know, yeah. exactly. And it wasn't until, I didn't have my first super fight till I was a black belt, you know? Like, it was just one of those things. It, it came around at the, the right time, but mm. uh, you just gotta put that work in. You know, that's what she's doing. She, uh, she competed at ADCC, when was it? Mm? The ADCC comp. Oh, the little trial. The um, couple of weeks ago. Yeah, not long ago. ago. She got, does all the SGT. She jumps into the yeah, AFBJJ states. Like, it's one of those things. She's building her resume. Scroll through her Instagram. Just medals. It's the highlights. Medals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw the ADCC one, and I was thinking like, because it's probably the most prestigious submission grappling event, right? Yeah. And I was thinking like, the WA one. I was like, the mats looked. Yeah. Like it just looked like it was being done in someone's garage. Yeah. I think, no I think, offense. I don't no, know what's going on. Yeah, but it's, I think it, it's didn't, it didn't seem the same as other events I think it's that diffi- I've seen in I think WA. it's difficult putting on an event, man. I think Adam Metcalf is, is, is killing it over here at the moment. I yeah. think we're, we're spoiled now. You know, he used to run BJJ for Life comps that I used to compete at, at Blue Belt and Purple Belt. And they were just in like a, a little judo hall and a couple of mats. And now he's got 10 mats. And, you know, they're getting, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure they're getting... Uh, cameras for every mat now so that the wow. matches get live streamed. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what's coming. <gasps> Spoiler alert! He's probably, run- <laughs> probably in a vision anyway. Yeah, 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 he's running six to eight comps a year now, like for I white belts, for all, like, you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, we're, we're spoiled with that, but there's so many uh, good comps coming around now, man. When you see a comp like ADCC, it's, it's easy to pick them apart and be like, oh, it wasn't this, it wasn't that. But at the same time, like, we don't know what's going on in the back, you know? Well, and, and also in their defense, we're in, a, we're in a pretty weird time right now with 100%, COVID. They might, yeah. How do we know? They might have had trouble finding events. Oh, and 100%, like, man. All and, that sort of stuff. And especially for WA, like how good is it that from June or July of last year, we had regular comps, mm. you know, whereas yeah. a lot of athletes didn't get that opportunity. You know, Mel, people in Melbourne haven't been able to compete yeah. at all last year, Definitely you know, right. so uh, it's, it's good that... They haven't even been able to train, let, no, alone, let alone compete. Exactly. So m- more comps, like more comps, the better, you know. Like mm. it's, it's yeah, a, it doesn't really matter what, what they are. Just do it. <laughs> so let me ask you a question on like a more maybe personal level, jujitsu for both of you guys, like jujitsu, martial arts, like just all that sort of stuff. How do you think it's impacted you like off the mats as well as on, like just as a person? Confidence, what, what, do, you, what do you get out of it? 
hundred percent. So I was never. A, I've always been a very extroverted person. Mm. Um, yeah, but I've, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, but it's a different type of confidence. It's it's a more of an internal confidence mentality. Um, physiology, all of that. So, you know, like I walk down the street, this sounds a bit weird because you guys aren't female, so you probably never had this issue, but walking anywhere by yourself, there's always that sense of I'm a female by myself. Mm. And I know I said, like, I come into the gym, there was a time I was the only girl in the gym, but this is a safe environment. Mm. I, didn't, that, I didn't care. But I can, I've had incidents walking by myself, you get guys, um, saying you know having their comments people going down with cars you know like as a female it doesn't stop Mm. all right so and then when i started jujitsu and as i went through it it was that bit of internal confidence of like i can would never would try and fight someone that attacked me or whatever i would defend myself and flee because that's a smart thing to do but i have that confidence of like I know what to do. Like mm. I, I have a better chance of protecting myself, mm. and I think that's like something with my women's jiu-jitsu and the self-defense. It was a passion of like females in any society. Like you need to know how to protect, and guys for sure, and guys need to know how to protect yourself in a safe way. Of like, no, I'm not going to punch back. Mm. I'm going to escape and, and get away. So. Jiu-jitsu for me was like that confidence build. Um, I calmed down a lot. I got ADHD, so yeah, I talk a lot and thoughts flick through my head. I have to see things to remember them. You can't just tell me I won't remember it. And mm. He gets frustrated with that. He'll say it and I won't remember it. I'm not being rude and I'm not ignoring you. It just takes a few, <laughs> it takes a few times to, for it to sink in. Um, what was I saying? Mm. But, oh, well, that's, <laughs> what, no, what, you, what you're saying, that's like, a, I, I feel like- Oh yeah, like you chilled out. Well, and, and just even self-defense, self-preservation and things like that, building confidence, that's like something just in general, e- even guys like ego, ego with drinks and things like that, pe- pe- half the people that are punching on in pubs, like they, no, they don't actually know how to fight. Mm. Like, and it's all just the bravado and, and most of it, they're probably, it's fear, mm. fear-based response, right? Yep. Mm. When you have like a real confidence in yourself and it, might, and it might not be just like, I can beat everyone, it's not that, but it's like you look at, you started jiu-jitsu 10 years ago. You think about if you, were to, if you were to get into a life or death situation now, how prepared are you compared to 10 years ago? How, how, how prepared are you compared to the four years you've had and the four years I've had on the mats? Yeah. It's worlds apart. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer that three to six months of, of basic training can, can help anyone mm. uh, against someone that has never trained before. 100%, you know, like, yeah. You see it all the time. You see a six-month white belt versus a white belt who's two weeks in. Yeah. That well, the six-month white belt looks like a purple belt. Yep. Not really, but you understand what yeah. I'm saying. That yeah, dominance sure. that's generally there, if it, relative size and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So that, yeah, that's, that's what we're saying before, man. I think the hardest thing for people is just walking through the door mm. and, and actually going, okay, this can actually help. That's that's one of the biggest factors I find that uh, frustrates me a lot when people don't make priority for jujitsu is how many health benefits it has, but also how many life-saving benefits it has. Mm. So I think it has a huge mental health benefit too. 100%. Yeah. And yeah, so one of the biggest things like people say is like, oh, but I've never been in an altercation. And that's fine, and that's good, and I hope that you do Don't never have an altercation. But if you ever do, you'd want to be prepared. You know, so even as a father, like, take away me doing 10 years of jiu-jitsu. I live, it's just me and my daughter at home. We live in a townhouse. Uh, we live in Belmont, so 
I like Belmont. <laughs> yes, I, you do. <laughs> I grew up in Belmont. I love Belmont, but it can be a rough. No, it is. I grew up in Bullsborough. Man. Yeah, it, so be proud of where you're. Yeah, from. it can be a rough. It can be a rough area. That's to each other where you grew up. <laughs> no, so, I'm well, saying well, like, I grew up in people streets. Like, who, wherever they're from, and like. No, what, what I'm trying. No, what I'm trying to say <laughs> is like it, it can be a rough area. So for me, I know going to bed at night. Mm. I have more confidence in that if there was a situation, of course, something could happen to me and I could be on the losing end, but I feel like I would be more prepared. Mm. I think Jiu-Jitsu, and I talk about this a lot uh, with police officers and uh, security guards and things like that, it's not the physical side of things with Jiu-Jitsu. Like, yeah, that's going to help, but it's your ability to make decisions under pressure. You have to do that every time you come in here. Mm. If you roll in Jiu-Jitsu, you have to do that because if you don't, someone's going to choke you. Okay, it's not life or death. They're not going to hurt you on purpose. If they do, you're at the wrong gym. But you have to make a decision quite quickly on what you're going to do. Mm. And the more you do that, the more uh, the higher your ability to make decisions under pressure. So that's a big one for me. Like I, I feel like it, when I get like a situation in my life where it's like, okay, the walls are caving in, the world's crumbling. Like I feel like that's when I'm at my best because I'm like, cool. So what now? What? What am I going to do now? You know what I mean? And that's what Jiu-Jitsu really helped me off the mat, mm. to deal with those different things, you know? I'm a, I'm a bit, uh, what would the proper term be? Which word do you want? Um, uh, accountable. I can be a little short-tempered, so that, that gets oh, me, uh, that gets me emotional. Oh, which use for that? Yeah, so that gets me emotional. So a lot of the time, like, I try not to make decisions when I'm emotional, mm. because you're not always making the right decision. So again, jiu-jitsu helps with that. It calms you down. So physical, mental, emotional. Yeah. That, that emotional response that like, I've talked about it before, that switch. Mm-hmm. You, talk, you mentioned before, Bam Bam, about like helps you stay calm. Mm. Yep. Everyone, and even yourself, right? Everyone has this like, you get dumped by, I've talked, you get dumped by a massive wave and you start struggling or you panic, right? And you, being a 10 year black belt, there's like someone could put you under enough pressure for you to panic. If you panic, you're fucked. Yeah. Big so there, there's that that switch, that panic switch when it flicks on yeah. and you start panicking. The 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 more um, more trained you are, the more pressure you can handle. The, the the just the better you are. The more the deeper you get into this that switch. Yeah. The 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 more it takes more and more and more and more pressure for it to turn on and for you to panic. Yeah. And that that's what that is. Yeah, definitely. Right. So you, that's why you're talking about being able to stay calm. Yeah. It's because that switch takes a lot more yeah. for it to come Big on time. and for you to panic. So you go into the workplace, you're asking for a promotion or your boss is grilling your ear or whatever. But however you look at it, whatever environment it's in, self-defense, wherever, that switch yeah. is there. I, yeah. think, I think that's what it is. Yeah, definitely. If I got done by a wave, I'd be screwed. I can't We swim. went to the beach not long ago. <laughs> and I, I went in the water and he didn't because the waves were too big. No, I can't swim. I'd be screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but, that, but the, what I mean... For I get what you mean, though, yeah. But, well, people who surf, they have that same yeah, panic 100%. switch, right? Yeah. And it's not necessarily the same one you've got, but the, that panic switch for them, the, the better they get, the, the better no, their yeah, switch gets. For sure. Mm. That's how I see it. But... Um, you put up a post before. I know we've got what five minutes. How long? No, you have? Got, you're right, man. I got plenty. Of time. You put you put a post up about the questions. Did you get anything from? Yeah, anyone? I got a few. Yeah, I got a few. Do, do, you, do you want? Is it? Does it make sense for me to read them out or for you to read them out? Oh, I don't think, I'll read them out. I don't think. I'm, I think <laughs> I they're can't pretty. Read. There's a few, man. They're not, they're pretty standard. So maybe you can answer this one, man, man. Your mental preparation before a big match or competition. Shit. Um, I get bad anxiety, like, especially for, even in general, just, I'm an overthinker to the max, 
but for when it comes to competitions, I get he'll get messages from me like constantly like how do you do what do I do how do I do shrimp <laughs> what do I do I can't do this oh my god I never say I can't do this actually I don't say that but um so how do you deal with it yeah so um I will lay in bed at night and I'll start thinking about the comp and I'll start thinking about scenarios and then I find my heartbeat is like through the roof and I'm holding my breath and then I just have to think about how hey no I've put all this effort in I've gone to training every day and I've I've worked on this and I've worked on that I'm being stupid and I'm overthinking so I just need to take a step back and then I like breathe and I'll go through it but as long as I put the work in here mm. if if I don't put the work in here and he says it all the time if you don't put the work in here you can't be proud of what you do on the day mm. you know you win or lose if you lose and you go oh well I tried hard enough cool you did you put the work in I put the work in I'm happy but if I lose and I didn't put any of the work in it's like well that was a waste you mm. can't be you can't and he always says like yeah I'm optimistic but <laughs> you got to put the work in so for that one when it comes to preparing for a comp if you got to prepare so if you're not coming to class and and putting the work in you can't talk to yourself positively because you have that guilt factor of, well, I haven't worked hard enough. Mm, you can't so, reassure yourself because you haven't yeah, put the work in. Yeah. You, you were talking about it on, that, on the last episode we did about how a lot of the, the best gains and development in, competi- uh, in your jiu-jitsu has been the lead-up to a competition. Win, mm. lose, or draw the competition, the gains were already made. Yeah. So yeah. even if you lose, you still have those progression yeah. in the I, game. I think a lot of people put too much emphasis on winning and losing. Mm. You know, like even the best in the world, they they don't win all the time, you know? Like, you might look at... Everyone wants to compare to the best. Like, whoever it is at the time, they want to compare to, okay, let's we'll just take Nogi, we'll, we'll talk Gordon Ryan, all right? So he hasn't lost a match in a long time. But then you look at the guys that he just beat, Mateus Denise, ADCC champ, etc. He hasn't lost in a long time either, but then he lost to Gordon, you know what I mean? And then he lost to this person. Like, it happens. Mm. It's, but... It's not, a, it's not one of those things that it should be life or death. You shouldn't put so much pressure on the result of what's going to happen. Obviously, like their man was talking about, I'm a big believer in that. Like, you need to put the work in. But it's one of those things that you just... It comes from that, like, the confidence for, for in my opinion, for this question, the confidence comes from your work ethic. You know what I mean? Like, when people ask, oh, how do you get confident from a match? I'm like, well, it comes from my training. And it's not doesn't come from winning every round in the gym. It comes from not skipping any rounds in the gym. It comes from mm. not skipping any training sessions. It comes from not eating that donut when I'm home by myself. It comes from he eats it. <laughs> I don't. Jordan's gonna call me soon. <laughs> oh, he doesn't eat it. He doesn't nah. eat it. He doesn't but do you know what I mean? It comes I from did you stretch this morning? Yes, I did. Did yeah. you do your your lifting? Yes. Like uh, the discipline of you doing what you have to do. Like that's that's where the confidence from a match comes from. I think you can be supremely confident going into a match against anyone if you know you've done your absolute best prior. Mm. You know what I mean? And then if the result doesn't work, well... You're just better man on the day. Yeah, but it, the day. everyone has their day. And it happens, mm. you know? It, it happens. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, that's my opinion. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? Uh, your the opinion ne- matters. <laughs> this next one was a pretty good one. <laughs> I can't always make classes. What exercises can I do to help my BJJ like running or deadlifts? <laughs> Running and lifting weights. Yeah. Okay. This is this is I can answer this in two parts, okay? Two parts. Hobbyist and competitor. Alright? For a hobbyist, I think the best exercises you can do 
to help your jujitsu is anything that you're going to stick to. Okay, so if you're you don't like running and you go, I can't make class, but I'm going to go run five k's. Don't do that because you're not going to stick to that. You're going to do it once and you're not going to do it. But if you go, oh, I really love swimming, go and swim then. You know, if it's oh, I really love whatever it is, go and do that. Okay. If you're talking about competitors, you need to keep it as sport specific as possible. Okay. So uh, for me, I was running a lot and then talking to my strength and conditioning coaches, that was playing a big role in my lower back pain and tight hamstrings. So we stopped running and now we're on the air dine more than we are running. Mm. So you need to be as close to sport specific as possible when you're doing the exercises. So there's plenty of stuff on YouTube now about uh, solo workouts because everyone's obviously in COVID and, and things like that. So those are good things to do at home. But honestly, it's whatever you're gonna stick to and stay disciplined with, mm. you know, not just flash in the pan, oh, I'm gonna run one day and that's it. Mm. Um, I did that. Yeah. I give a shit about real. We all have that moment. He's like, "Did you work out today?" I was like, "I went for a run." He's like, "So you did nothing?" <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I, I had a question specifically for you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, have you, as as a female, I, I, I sort of we sort of covered this a little bit, but imposter syndrome. As a female in a male-dominated sport, do you ever feel like imposter syndrome? Maybe I don't know what that. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is. Imposter syndrome. Is I know like, what an imposter is. <laughs> But I don't understand the concept of what you're saying. You know, like you're a, you're a purple belt female coach, competitor, all these sorts of things. Do you ever ever struggle with like the identity of being those things? Not feeling worthy. Yeah, kind of. Um, no, I think. Hard work got put in, ladies. <laughs> I think there's nothing wrong with being a female and being a coach and being a purple belt. Um, this goes sound so weird. I think that's a made-up male thing. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's not quite the context okay. of it, saying that there's nothing wrong with being those things. It's more the... I don't even know how to say it, really. That I'm not a male black belt? No. That no, I think, I think what he's trying to say is like... Okay, cut this out. No, like, I sound okay, ridiculous. So, so let's say someone is, you know, the CEO of a massive company. Yeah. Do they feel... Do, do they truly believe in themselves that they're the right person for that role? That, you know, do they doubt themselves? Like, we all carry self-doubt about things. You know, do you ever deal okay. with those feelings? Um, How do you manage no, those I don't, things? No, I don't feel... I don't doubt myself. I've, again, I've put the work in and I love being here. And I've put... It's not even like a, a skill thing. Like, I've put the time in. Yeah. And and I've come when I didn't want to come, and I've um, trained when I didn't want to train, and coached when I didn't want to coach. Yeah. Like to me, I I so it's there. I've stead yeah. the there you go. That's what it is. You just living it, doing yeah. it, doing it, I'm getting doing it done. It. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's more. It. That's more. Okay, on the money. cool. I'll remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else from you, Jake? Yeah, there was one about. Is there a syllabus for? Uh, is there a syllabus in BJJ? And is there a syllabus for BJJ like other martial arts or is it just time spent training? Uh, I think every gym's different. I've been to gyms where they've had a, a grading syllabus. I've had gyms where they've had, you know, you have to have tests for your, your next belt or your tip or whatever it is. I think every gym's different. I don't think there's like one uh, straight syllabus that you like, okay, this is what you have to know. like. I guess like a karate or a taekwondo might might do. I'm not too sure, but mm. um, we don't have a syllabus here. I'm I'm not a big believer in that. Um, for us, you have structure. We have structure, but I don't have like for you to get your blue belt, you must know this, 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 oh. and this. You know, I uh, I've never 
been graded that way. I don't, I don't, yeah. I wouldn't be a purple belt if we had that. <laughs> you wouldn't even be a blue belt. <laughs> Sometimes we drill and I'll drill like a basic triangle and he's like, how the hell would you triangle anybody like this? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Yeah, so my, my answer is some gyms will have those things, but our gym doesn't. We're not, yeah. we're not focused on it. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. Um, do you guys have anything else you'd like to add or say? Any any thanks, shout outs, anything like that? Um, I'll shout out. I want to thank M16, obviously, for putting me on their on their super fight. I'm super appreciative, and I think about it literally every day. I try it. and explain it to my family, and they're like, "We don't get like, is that a big deal?" I'm like, "Yes, it is. <laughs> Support me." Um, obviously, I got. I would like. It's biased comment. I got the best coach ever. I'm very lucky to have my best friend as my coach as well, even though we butt heads all the time. But very She's lucky. She's got a big head too, so it hurts. I got a pat. I didn't know this until I started training here. Apparently, I have a big forehead. No, thank you. No comments. Walk into the gym, and one of the first things I hear someone telling you about the about your big forehead. <laughs> Straight away, I was like, Jesus if God. anyone starts commenting on my post big forehead I'm gonna be so mad I'm already yellow we are we get sent through a photo for the M16 card yeah and we did it in here at night and the lights are halogen lights so it was like a yellow reflection mm. so I look like a Simpsons character and someone literally commented and they were like why is she yellow and I was like bro I don't know it was a lighting I don't have a skin disease <laughs> oh my god there you go what do you reckon guys Yep. Wrap it up. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for your time, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, listeners at home, cheers. Thanks for having Tune us. Tune in for the next one. You're very welcome. Uh, yeah. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, everybody.